This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff I Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. And welcome to another edition of our Feminist Movie Friday. This is, uh, we're interrupting our religious series, but it will be back. There's so much more yeah. to go over. We were just talking about it. <laughs> There's so much more, but because of the intensity yeah. And so much research. We just need breaks every now and again because it's a lot. Yes. And we imagine you <laughs> listeners do too. Yes. Yes. And that's actually in keeping with the movie that we chose, uh, which is Boy Meets Girl. But a brief content warning for um, discussion around self-harm, disordered eating. I don't think we really talk about it, but it's mentioned in the movie. So I just put it down. Um, some problematic language. Uh, but we are... Because of the continued attacks on the trans community, we wanted to pick a movie um, about trans people with trans people in it. Uh, and this one came up a lot because, as we'll get into in the themes a bit more, a lot of people said, you know, this one was a nice one because it has like a happy ending. It's not about sad things. It's just kind of a, a rom-com. It's got its serious moments for sure. But it wasn't like this super heavy thing that a lot of movies about trans people are. So right. I had never heard of it. I, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, it's one of those things where you see a lot of uh, queer movies being very um, sympathy porn. Mm, it's you yeah. know, the idea that we have to live the horrors. Like queer people, people live horrors, and that's the only thing we want to know about them. Mm -hmm. um, and instead of that, we get to celebrate a coming of age story, sort of, for the main character. It's very quick, so the plot goes yes. so quickly. That's like, wait, what? That was that was fast. What? Yes. <laughs> so that was one of the things yes. that did kind of get me. That I was like, two days in, damn. Okay, you know what? Maybe <laughs> yeah. I just wasn't adventurous enough in life. 
<laughs> Maybe. <laughs> we will talk about that too. And I did love because uh, it is based in Kentucky. It's based in the South and it's got like a small town element. And I know we'll talk about that a little, a little bit later, but I was like, yeah, I can relate to a lot of this. <laughs> I can relate. <laughs> um, oh, and also, if like we're kind of, it's a bit messier throughout the plot, it's because I couldn't find, normally I have like a written up plot that I have up as I watch it and it helps me kind of make sure I don't miss any threads. That did, I couldn't find that for this one. Really? So this is like a lot of us just talking it <laughs> through. That's the way I like it anyway. This is yes, my style. Let's too. go. Uh, we Let's will say go. if you do want to watch it, it is on Amazon Prime right now. It is. Yes, it is. Okay. So, Boy Meets Girl is a 2014 indie rom-com drama directed by Eric Schaefer. Uh, when it came out, it was fairly well-reviewed, and like I said, it did come up on a lot of lists when I was looking up what movies we should watch this month. And it came up in terms of what I was saying, like important movies about trans people, um, because there are harsh elements of it, but it's much lighter. The main character, who is trans, played by a trans woman, is very comfortable in herself and in her body. Like, that's not an issue. It doesn't shy away from transphobia, but it does call it out. Here's a good quote describing the vibe of this movie that I often saw when I was, when I was looking it up, and it's from Medium. The 2014 film gives trans people a romantic happy ending that mainstream film too often denies them. So yes, the, the article does go on to point, especially in Appalachia, that this happened in the South. Like that's even more rare right. <laughs> to see. Yes, it stars trans actress Michelle Henley as Ricky, a young trans woman living in small town Kentucky. On her search for love, uh, Schaefer discovered her on YouTube, uh, which he went on to incorporate that into the film and sort of these YouTube clips we see. She works as a barista, but she has goals of moving to New York and going to school to study fashion design, uh, which she has a YouTube channel about fashion design. Um, she spends most of her free time hanging out with her friend mechanic, Robbie, Michael Welch, which I'm told he was in Twilight. <laughs> yes, he was. Yes, he was. That's the only one I know, think. Oh, that and an episode of Criminal Minds. Those are the oh. only things I think I've ever seen them in. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, he's like the most Southern boy, like accent, and he's the mechanic, like the whole thing. But uh, the pair have been good friends for about 15 years, and they spend most of their days teasing each other in the way that good friends do. They have a lot of conversations about sex, about all those kinds of things uh, that you have with your close friends, and... Ricky is also close with her father and her younger brother as well. And inner Francesca, played by Alexandra Tertian, uh, who Ricky meets at work. And from there, they become good friends very quickly. Yes. Very quickly. <laughs> uh, and then from there, a romantic relationship forms. Like meeting number two. I was like, wow, wow. Okay, uh -huh. I guess. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sometimes it can be like that, right? Sometimes. Francesca develops feelings for Ricky, but Robbie is suspicious, believing her to be an untrustworthy, conservative, well-off Southern Belle type, uh, who, by the way, thinks being trans is contagious. Well, I will say at the beginning, Robbie was like, try it. Maybe she's cool. Don't, yeah. don't judge a book by the cover. But then I think she said the person she was getting engaged to. Yeah. Who they both knew. And that mm -hmm. kind of was like, oh, no, don't date. Like, there was suspicions after that. Right. 
Mm-hmm. Um, however, that doesn't stop the two of them from falling for each other. Uh, but they, there are complications and confusion. First, uh, neither have been with a woman, which was a fun conversation between Ricky and Robbie. Like, yes. I, I turned red, but I'm like, you know what? This is a legitimate. I feel like this could be legitimate <laughs> questions. Like, like yeah. this is, there's a lot of things that I'm like. This does feel like how it should go. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> and second, Francesca is engaged to a Marine who was stationed in Afghanistan named David. Mm-hmm. Uh, and apparently, yes, they all know each other. Yeah. And Ricky, we find out later, had mm-hmm. a thing with him. They they had sex, essentially. Um, mm-hmm. And as we were introduced to David, before we find that out, he is obviously playing that very Southern uh, he makes a comment about those Arabs at one point yeah. and then calls uh, uh, Ricky some names that is inappropriate and rude and hateful. Yes, yes. And in keeping with our uh, religious uh, miniseries we're doing, yeah. he, call- he refers to her as my virgin angel. Yeah, that will make me squirm so hard. Oh, Me too. Me too. And he says one good thing about Arabs is saving themselves for marriage. Uh, so he's not a good guy. Not, good. Uh, <laughs> no, not, cool not, guy. not cool at all. As I mentioned, Ricky has a YouTube channel about fashion uh, and she makes her own clothes. So one day Francesca comes over and Ricky kind of surprises her and brings her onto the, the video um, and they bond over it. Uh, they talk about tampons and bathrooms and Barbies, acceptance, sex. Um, Francesca says she wants to live out loud, like Ricky, a life without regrets, which Ricky says has a pretty big price tag, but Francesca says it's not as big of a price tag as the alternative. And they start making out. And then Francesca sort of flees the scene. (laughs) Flees the scene. Like runs away. (laughs) Very quickly. Uh, The next day, Ricky discusses having sex with a woman with Robbie, as we said, and Francesca asks for uh, Ricky's help for a dress. They, mm-hmm. Yeah, they go looking around, discussing small town living, and Ricky takes a reluctant Francesca to Target t- to get materials to make a dress, specifically a tablecloth. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they are doing this because her uh, Francesca's parents are doing a big, it sounds like a political Yeah, like a fundraiser, fundraising event, yeah. Um, at their house, and it sounds like mm-hmm. her Francesca's father is a politician. Yes, and a Republican one. Ever, <laughs> yeah, but we don't ever hear outside of him making the speech about that. But anyway, Mm -hmm. there that is. Um, And yeah, they start making out again. Uh, Heart and heavy. And Ricky expresses her doubts about the whole thing. But Francesca admits she's not a virgin and is lying to her fiancé about it. Uh, Ricky insists that they have to talk about sex, especially in regards to having sex as a trans person and then also whether they're clean bill of help Mm -hmm. using protection. They have sex and Francesca skips a call from her fiancé as they're just cuddling. Yes, 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 yes. And then they talk after after they have sex about whether or not Francesca is gay. Like, Francesca's like, what does this make me? Does it make me bi? Does it make me whatever? It makes me something. Uh, but Ricky says it just makes her human. Um, then Ricky discusses this whole thing with Robbie, and they argue about straight and gay sex, about labeling sexuality. And they're having this argument all while they're driving up to Francesca's place to deliver the dress, the place of her parents, anyway. Um, and the place is a mansion. It is an absolute mansion. Francesca is so excited about the dress. She loves it. Robbie says he loves it. Um, and so Francesca invites them both to the party her parents are throwing, this p- 
political fundraiser, I think. And it is a very fancy schmancy party. Very fancy schmancy. And yes, they are conservative. Uh, Her parents are conservative. Pretty much everyone there, I would guess, is conservative. Um, Francesca's mom's southern accent is quite the thing. (laughs) she goes antebellum with it I'm like ma'am I need you to calm down (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then at the party her dad makes this announcement about Francesca's wedding and it turns out that they have brought David home for the party everyone is shocked awkward small talk ensues David confronts Francesca about missing his call. Uh, Francesca tries to get him to respect Ricky because he keeps purposely misgendering Ricky. Um, David reveals he saw the YouTube video they made together and he complains he's the laughing stock of his group of dudes um, and calls Ricky a thing, which is horrendous. Francesca confronts her parents. David makes sure that her parents know that Ricky is a trans person Francesca kind of reveals that she was with Ricky and her dad attacks David because he was getting kind of aggressive. Um, And Ricky and Robbie wisely fled the scene. They'd already (laughs) left before this happened. (laughs) Smart. (gasps) Ricky's little brother finds the video that Ricky made as a kid that the the movie starts out with about self-harming and believing that their mom left, uh, died because of her. Then... It cuts to Francesca's mom cornering Ricky in a coffee shop. And she's like talking about how her daughter is weak. She's not very strong. But meanwhile, Ricky has had her heart broken several times. So you'll be fine. She's trying to convince Ricky that Ricky doesn't want Francesca and should let her down. Um, Also says uh, transgender sounds so ugly and she would be better off telling people she has a birth defect. (laughs) Terrible. (laughs) It was bad. Um, uh, And of course, Ricky fires shots back. That's Mm -hmm. what she does. Apparently, that's how she's been surviving and she's able to push people back with Mm -hmm. her rhetoric. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, The letter Ricky has been waiting for has finally arrived, which is an acceptance for the fashion design school. But before she can read that, David, the fiancé, comes out of nowhere. No car, no nothing, just chops. These, I do, I'm confused because I'm like, where the f*** did he come from? Like, where's his car? It's not like he had to walk a long way to do a mm-hmm. surprise attack on yeah. Ricky, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, attacks her out of nowhere, threatening her, uh, pretty much straddles her, and reveals that David was the first and only man she's ever had sex with. And even says, uh, if she remembers correctly... David liked to be the bottom, uh, mm. being on the bottom. And uh, he's like, don't, did you tell Francesca? Don't tell her all these things. Uh, and of course, it also makes him back off for the moment. Yeah. And Francesca mm-hmm. arrives out of nowhere and interrupts them. Um, and she's trying to figure out why David's there, but David just skulks away. Um, and then Francesca and Ricky talk about their relationship. Rick, Ricky says, I can't give you babies. Francesca says, don't tell me what I want. Uh, they quote, break up, but it's amicable. Talk about maybe that one day they'll be friends. Francesca says she's so much better for, for having known Ricky. Um, and as all of these sadness and sad things happen, we see uh, Ricky opening up that letter to reveal that she has been rejected from the art school of her dreams. Yeah. And then as all of this is happening, 
Robbie realizes he has romantic feelings for Ricky. Um, Ricky and Robbie have this major falling out. Uh, He calls women bitches. He says that it's easy for them to leave. He says that she's, quote, not really anything, not really a boy and not really a girl. Um, And then he kind of is like, we're all stumbling through uh, to which Ricky says, yeah, but you have so much more to work with. <laughs> and um, then Ricky kind of storms out. And that's when Ricky's brother, her little brother, shows Robbie the video about that she had made as a kid about self-harming. And so now he's afraid that she's going to hurt herself. So he goes to a bunch of places he thinks she might be. But then he ends up at their favorite spot for swimming. I almost said watering hole, but I don't know if people actually say that. But yeah, the, where they go to swim. Um, <laughs> he apologizes. He finds her swimming um, naked. And he apologizes and says he was so confused and jealous by her crush on Francesca. Um, he says that Ricky is the least confused person he knows. She steps out of the water, completely comfortable in her naked body. Um, they kiss and Robbie says he loves her, that he doesn't want to ignore anything about her because she's, she enters completely, like she seems completely comfortable, but she's kind of asking like, hey, is, are you freaked out by this? Is everything yeah. okay? And he says, yes, I don't want to ignore anything about you. She says she's always loved Robbie too. And then they have sex. And in between all this, David and Francesca have a whole conversation about their relationship Ricky um, and Robbie heads to New York uh, after she has kind of uh, given up on the silly dream uh, to be with Robbie. She's like, you know, I'd rather be here with you. Again, Francesca and David have a conversation. Uh, Ricky and finally calls Ricky her. Uh, and it meant that he really liked Ricky a lot, like everything about her. It wasn't necessarily about anything but her. And he just wanted to be as close to her as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, because it, when... Uh, at one point, Francesca says, I don't like that. I love you, but I don't like that you can hate. Um, mm-hmm. And then David goes on to admit that it wasn't hate for her, for Ricky. It was hate for himself because he had this layer of shame, but he sounded like he was trying to let it go. Um, mm-hmm. And in that, they decided not to get married at that point, at least po- postpone the wedding and get to know themselves, get to know each other and themselves as they are letting down all their guards um, and all the false pretenses. And it... Um, I know this turns lovely, I guess. I was like, do we want this? That was a quick resolve, too. I don't, like, everything <laughs> happened very quickly. Uh, uh-huh. And by the way, it turns out uh, there was all this male, little little character, the little mailman, loving mailman out of nowhere. It's like, tell Ricky she got some letters. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then that's when Robbie acts kind of shy. It's like, hey, you need to go look at your letters, even though he's like, we need to leave. We need to leave. Oh, go check your letters. Mm-hmm. And it uh, turns out that she had gotten a bunch of letters with a dollar bill. And that turned out her dress that she had made for Francesca got featured by a big YouTube influencer. And that there was a challenge to send uh, Ricky money to help her mm-hmm. get to New York because her designs were beautiful and everybody to send one dollar um, and we know we noticed that Francesca and David pop back up with, again, the mailman to deliver some extra letters. And when we say extra letters, we mean like two or three trash bags of yeah. letters with dollar <laughs> yeah. bills in it. Um, and then we go on to see that Ricky is packing up and she and her dad have a conversation about her mom. And by the way, the dad is very supportive and very loving mm-hmm. and all about her dream. And like, it's just so cute. Mm-hmm. Um, and he tells her, you know, that's not what happened. Get that out of your mind. You know, even though she said the words, uh, you're perfect, my sweet boy, when uh, Ricky was young, before I believe she came out, she would have never changed. 
uh, that sentiment about her. And she thought, she would always thought Ricky was perfect no matter what. Um, and so it was a very sweet conversation. Then she says goodbye to her brother. And off she and Robbie go with all kinds of people all over the world. Watch the video she made as a kid after Sam says, let me release it. She's like, you do your thing. And the ending is super sweet about how she will listen if you're going through hard times. And also... I don't know where Robbie is driving her because they go through some woods. And I'm like, why would you be in the woods? Wouldn't you be on the interstate at this point? Where, where are you going, boy? <laughs> I was very confused by that <laughs> ending. I love it. You're like paranoid. Like, where is he taking her? Where are you taking her? Like, why are you driving in the woods? That doesn't make sense. Maybe he's going some back ways. I don't know. It's, yeah, I bet he knows some back ways. <laughs> he seems like the type. <laughs> but yes, what we know is they live happily together because Robbie has promised the dad that he would protect her always. Yes, it is a very sweet ending. It's a very, yeah, it's just nice. It's just nice. Like, oh, it worked <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah, I, I did have moments of like, oh no, this is going to be bad. I will say like the shock of like, I thought David was coming to beat, yeah. beat her up and finding out he was actually in love with her for a minute. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, oh, yeah. that's not where I saw that going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? (laughs) Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over 6 million active hourly workers. Snag a job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, tempt to hire part time or full time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store, clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah. Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There is still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI, And Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI and revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. 
Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let us talk about some themes. One of the biggest one is being your true self, being true to yourself. Uh, and we see that, you know, most especially with Ricky. But we also see it, you know, Francesca kind of has that. She's grappling with it. Even Robbie on some levels uh, is grappling with it. David. But yeah, especially for like trans experience, uh, being your true self. Um, and that was something a lot of people pointed out when I was reading about this was, you know, Ricky mentions self-harming behavior, drugs, disordered eating, cutting, kind of suicidal ideation, perhaps. And that being, unfortunately, so something a lot of trans people know and have experienced and that kind of guilt and shame and all of this self-harming around your body. But then to see Ricky so, as an adult, just so sure of herself in a lot of ways. Like a lot of times when you see her, it's not that she doesn't have these moments of vulnerability at all, but it's just she knows who she is. <laughs> right. And that being so powerful. Right. Yeah. Here's a quote from that Medium article that I mentioned from Dr. Thomas J. West III. Uh, quote, from the moment I saw it, I found myself falling under its spell. There's an earnestness and genuineness to it that I immediately found appealing. And given that I'm from West Virginia, its Appalachian setting called to something inside of me. From the outset, it's clear that despite the reputation that Appalachia has for being a place of intolerance and bigotry, that's not the kind of place this film is interested in portraying. Indeed, what's remarkable about so many of the denizens of this area is that they take Ricky's trans identity for granted and don't seem to think much of it. Ricky's family is particularly supportive of her, though it's almost made clear that her mother left the family and it's further hinted that Ricky's trans identity was a reason for her departure. Yeah, I was trying to figure that part out. Did she die or did she leave? I think no she one died. Really, <laughs> no one really seems to answer that question because there was like, right. I thought she died. And he's like, I thought so too. And then that's kind of how it ends. So I'm like, wait, did she not? Did she leave? Yeah, I think she died. I'm pretty sure. Um, okay. But you're not the only one who's confused about it because I did see multiple kind of takes on it. The last conversation the father had with her, with Ricky, I felt like, made it pretty clear she died. Or, or like, he might have been like, she left not because of you. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's <laughs> what I, I mean, like, either way, I was very confused either way, because I was like, is she, I don't, mm, is she alive? No, wait, <laughs> I will say, I think, uh, it, I did find it interesting the way they did set it up in Kentucky as if people, it was such a small town, they knew mm -hmm. who she was and they weren't messing with her. But it sounded like they built it on based on she didn't take any crap. So they, they mm -hmm. stopped messing with her, essentially, because they knew that mm -hmm. they would have a fight. Kind of like the dude <laughs> who flashed them. So she flashed them oh, back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, just like, I'm, I'm done with you. I'm not playing with you. This is what's going to happen. Okay, here we go. Uh, right. Type of conversation. As well as the fact when the boys all talked crap about her. And mm -hmm. they were like, oh, she got boobs. Oh, we cool. <laughs> we cool now. Like, that, that's what yeah. it was doing. So I'm like, huh, that's an interesting take to this. It was. It was because I did read some, I, a lot of personal accounts of this, of this movie. And a lot of people wrote that this rang true to them. And this is still problematic, but it rang true to them because a lot of people in those small towns, like maybe 
they aren't allies and they're support a lot of queer phobic things. But they, if you know, if they know someone who is queer, then that person they like and will protect. Right. I mean, yeah, that is actually very true, especially like racial things. They Mm -hmm. talk in a a conglomerate of people, but then when they meet with someone, they love them. I've talked about that with my own people. Like they talk racist trash, but then they meet people, uh, marginalized people, and they're like, oh, hey, honey, come on in. Right. That's my Southern for you. <laughs> very good. <laughs> I'm already up. pretty. I'm already pretty southern. So add a on a little bit thicker. I got this. Yes. <laughs> but I did. I did appreciate that it was set in kind of a small town in the mm-hmm. south, and that we did see, we did see a lot of transphobic people, and especially her transphobic comments. Yeah. But. That there was so much support. I think she makes a good point about her surrounding the people that support her on purpose so that you yes. don't see that. Mm-hmm. Another thing I noticed as part of this was a lot of conversations about being a woman, especially like between Ricky and Robbie, when they're having that conversation about like gay sex versus straight sex and sexuality and all that stuff. There is a lot about that. There, there was a scene I found particularly moving where her, Ricky's little brother asked her like, does that mean something's wrong with me that I like to play with like army men and not Barbies like you do? And it's just nice. Like they have a nice little bonding moment where she's like, no, you're perfect the way you are. <laughs> it's nice. Um, and then as you mentioned, there is that layer of internalized homophobia that we see particularly with David. But even, I mean, even in David and Francesca's relationship, that whole like lying about virginity, uh, that purity culture thing we've been talking about it is like over the top you guys yeah, <laughs> yeah but to be fair so this is 2014 uh mm-hmm. release so this was filmed in 2012 pretty prevalent still it's prevalent mm-hmm. today so if you're in a small town boarding school with a mm-hmm. very white conservative family probably still an p- important thing oh yeah no 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 i didn't feel it, I think it just kind of struck me because we are talking about it right yeah. now. <laughs> I was <just> like, whoa, <laughs> here it is. Yeah. I will say I was also very surprised about the father reacting that way. And I was like, again, the year was 2014, 2012. So it wasn't quite Trump era. Mm-hmm. So people were not the extremists that we see today or out loud anyway. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, it was especially watching it now, <laughs> I did have a lot of moments where I was like, uh-oh, I thought it was going to go way worse. <laughs> right. Well, uh, this is Mitch McConnell's territory, so we know what he stands for and how he's leaning. So it doesn't feel genuine to be based in Kentucky, but I know this also was the same time as uh, Paul Ryan was. And he was, compared to today, sort sort of a moderate. So I think that's yeah. where they were leaning um, yeah. at the very least. I wonder what he would that what that movie would look like today. I'm sure it would not be as cute. Oh. <laughs> well, I hate that. Yeah. Anyway, back to the not so sadness. <laughs> but yeah, it's interesting to see that this was based in Kentucky with a politician like that. And then like they didn't negate her womanhood until the mother came back around. Um, even still, she didn't even she said the word transgender is ugly, but she really didn't misgender her at any point. Yeah. Maybe I missed yeah, it. Well, yeah, no. Which is surprising. She, did it. she said some terrible things, but she didn't yeah. mention to her. Um, yeah. Because I think she was saying, like, transgender is so ugly and women are supposed to be pretty. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. But they had met her not knowing she was transgender and they were like, oh, no, we love her. We love her. And then David's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It was a mess. Um, But I did want to include this quote. David did say uh, about Ricky, but really I just liked her and I wanted to be as close with her as possible. So that kind of goes back to his internalized homophobia. Francesca kind of expresses something similar. Like, I just really like her. Right. Again, I feel like this is bordering onto the whole non-binary to uh, queerness, just being mm-hmm. on a spectrum and loving the person. Um, right. And finding Ricky uh, lovable and mesmerizing and something to someone that people just wanted to be close to. Um, mm-hmm. Not not to say that it can't be. They can't be queer. That's not a thing. But they never really right. say it outside mm-hmm. of Francesca questioning it. It's just more of who they wanted to be with. And that's kind of the idea of like love is love in general. So if you fall in love or be fall in love or fall in like with these people, why is it wrong? And then coming right. back to internalized uh, homophobia of like, I was with a man or I was with a woman or I was with, you know, like that right. gender or whatever, whatnot. Well, it's interesting. It was, it was framed uh, differently. They, they didn't mm-hmm. label it as hard as you uh, typically see in movies. Yeah, no, they didn't do that. And that was purposeful. I think I found some quotes about that too, uh, which we'll get into. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There is still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI. And Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI and revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in, for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Pedigree. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The Pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. 
And I know you listeners know my love, Peaches Gertrude McFuzzin, whom I've talked about so much. And she really was love at first sight. But I will tell you that it took a long time for me to find her. I actually was looking for a good two years before I stumbled upon her picture from my local shelter and knew the moment I saw her that she was the one. And the minute I tell you when I saw that picture and I went to meet her out the shelter and I sat with her for a good 20 minutes, y'all, I couldn't leave her. I knew she had to be mine. I knew we belonged together. Peaches and I are friends as well. We are We have a good relationship together. So. You can find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. I did want to talk about um, a lot of people wrote about how moved they were about the scene where Ricky comes out of the lake uh, and is naked. Um, So here's another quote from that Medium article. We aren't invited to fetishize Ricky's trans body. It simply exists. There is, I would argue, something subtly radical about this choice, since it normalizes Ricky and allows us to see her as a person rather than an othered body. It's also significant that Robbie doesn't see her as other and that, in fact, he loves her for who she is. Right. Um, And here's Henley's words about the scene. I am so, so happy that the nude scenes have been received so well and not some gratuitous shock value sleaze shot. Eric let me know about the scene very early on and maybe within the first couple of email exchanges, not to think about it. And I was all for it from the get-go. I think there's a lot of mystery associated with trans bodies. The general public does not understand what it is to be a transgender person, and our bodies are often fetishized as something taboo and strictly sexual. It was important to treat the scene delicately, and I want audiences to see a trans body for what it is. It's not monstrous. It's not threatening anyone. It's just there, and it's mine, and it's beautiful. Um, yeah, that's a really great quote. Yeah, <sighs> it is. It is. And I think so much of that, it was a really powerful scene. And I think all of these words are are so uh, impactful. And that is something that um, really upsets me about current, uh, especially hard conservative conversation around trans people, queer people at large, but trans people in, in specific, is that they're always sexualized and often not in a way, often in like a really horrible way. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so I think that's really, really important. And I do love the part about, you know, it's mine and it's beautiful. And that whole idea of not hating your body, not keeping it a secret, because uh, that comes up pretty early on where Ricky is just kind of like, no, I don't keep it a secret. Oh, if people ask it, I'll tell them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Another thing I saw come up a lot when people were writing about this movie was sex positivity. Um, that they, they felt it was a very sex positive movie. And there are a lot of conversations about sex in it. There's like conversations about the messiness of sex, just kind of how it works. Uh, what sex looks like for Ricky, who is transitioning. There's like conversation about commitment versus dick. There's <laughs> <laughs> um, so many conversations about dick and fingers. <laughs> yes, yes, moisture. Um, <laughs> which bad segue, but also like sexuality as fluid. That's something in there. And we've already talked about it a lot, but I did want to include the, the quote. Um, so this is after... Francesca and Ricky have had sex, and Francesca says, what does, what does this make me, a lesbian, bi-curious? And then Ricky says, human. 
just kind of shrugs it off. And then uh, just to wrap this up, I wanted to include friendship. Uh, it was a big theme throughout um, Robbie and Ricky's friendship. Um, they kind of have a conversation how they just hit it off so so well when they're so young and he felt like he had to protect her. And he says, but you never really needed me to protect you. And one of his quotes is, how could I regret being in love with the hottest girl in town who just happens to be my best friend? Um, so they have a really good... They have a good friendship. He says some good old boy stuff. I was like, oh dear. But they had had a really good friendship. And then also, as we said, the small town part of it, I really appreciated because they do Mm -hmm. talk about it a lot. There's a part where Francesca's kind of saying like, oh, small town's so cute. It makes me feel this way. And and Ricky says, makes me feel claustrophobic. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then I love this quote. So there's at that fancy party they were at there there are these two women who are kind of like joking about going to high school in a small town one of them says high school who can survive it another says i was fat i had terrible acne says another one and ricky says and i was a boy so that sucks <laughs> i love that they didn't listen at first and laughed and then yeah. like they, they kind of filter off they're like wait what what? and they, and then they just walk away <laughs> Gotta love it. <laughs> <laughs> I I really recommend it. It was really fun. Mm-hmm. It moves quickly, like you said. Uh, but it was nice. It was, it was very nice. sweet. Yeah, it's a very mm-hmm. sweet movie. No big shocks. There's a few moments of like, of course, you're heartbroken for mm-hmm. uh, someone feeling like they have to justify themselves in any way. Mm-hmm. She has a lot of support systems. Uh, I will say uh, Michael Welch did a great job. Like he <laughs> He was like... The best scene was him trying to describe sex with a woman. Like, I, that was probably one of my favorite scenes because him being flustered was so legitimate. Yeah. <laughs> it was cute. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> so, we recommend it. Go check it out if you haven't seen it already. If you have any thoughts on it, uh, we would love to hear them. And if you have any other suggestions uh, for the segment, as always, you can email us at stephaniamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram and TikTok at Stuff Will Never Told You. We're also on YouTube and we have a book. You can pre-order it at StuffYouShouldReadBooks.com. Uh, thanks as always to our super producer, Christina, our executive producer, Maya, and our contributor, Joey. Thank you all. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff Will Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Pedigree. If you've been looking for love at first sight, it is closer than you think. It can be found at your local shelter. So this June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive 
and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. What kind of fun is waiting for you at King's Island? The holy cow, we're way too high and here comes the drop kind of fun. The make a splash all summer kind of fun. The I can't believe I ate that whole funnel cake. Let's get another kind of fun. But most importantly, at Kings Island, you'll find for the fun of it kind of fun. Don't wait to start your fun season. Kings Island is now open on weekends.